Welcome to another edition of Politics and Right. As you guys know, we've talked about getting uh, Demo- the Democratic Party and progressives, in fact, engage in community. And I, I was contacted by Ron Blake earlier this week telling us about the revival of the Democratic Party in Liberty County, Texas. That couldn't have made me any more happy. And I can imagine just about every progressive or Democrat happy in this area. But anyhow, welcome to Politics Done Right. Ron, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you for having us. Uh, We are a small county. We are located just north, east of of, uh, Harris County. And we have turned red like almost all small rural counties. We are rural, and we have been that way for a long time. Uh, This year, I was contacted by John Hare, who is running for Congress, and it was a random call, and I didn't have his contact information, of course, but I uh, picked up on it, and we talked, and before long, he and I were working together. I was his campaign rep in Liberty County. And since then, I've become even more with him and with Liberty County. Uh, I had walked away from politics last year and last election in 2020, uh, having run for county commissioner during the year of COVID. COVID, I can't even say it. I didn't have a budget to put a yard sign out in my own yard. So I said, I don't want to run in the general because I can't go out and do what I wanted to do, meet people in coffee shops and all of that. But that's another story. Um, What happened this year is that John came down and we made contact. I don't remember how, honestly, with Cleveland. And they invited us to come up. We did. Then they invited us to do more. Then Michael Mark, the Liberty County chair of the Democratic Party in Liberty, um, said, let's have a campaign rally. And we did in Cleveland. And we went through the usual throes of trying to get it organized. But Michael did a fabulous job organizing, bringing in a lot of people. And from that, we have burst a grassroots movement of devoted Democrats in Cleveland. And I hope we can spread it to the rest of Liberty County. Well, let me let me go ask uh, 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 John here, first of all, what made him decide to bite the bullet and run in a district that likely wasn't conducive to a Democrat winning? And I, I think I'm going to love your answer because I can think about it. What 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 made you do that? Well, it was about a year, year and a half ago. Uh, and Governor Abbott of Texas was doing all kinds of crazy things. Uh, you know, open carry of guns, uh, uh, critical race theory, uh, censoring books. Um, I think the Republican Party has just gone off the rails on the right side. And I said, well, uh, somebody's got to do something. And so I contacted a few Democrat Party friends and um, and they contacted some people. And pretty soon I was in front of uh, screening committees. And then there was the primary election, and here I am now. So I'm a neophyte uh, in politics. 
And I imagine what looking at the screen at all these great people here from Liberty County, I imagine this made up the posse that revived the county. Uh, is that right, Ronnie? Is that uh, can we consider this group on the screen right now? The ones that said we are in as much as we are a likely red county, we are going to start talking about the Democratic policies that likely everybody wants. Yes. So the everyone that you see here um, has contributed to the rural areas. Uh, of the Congressional District 36 that John Hare is running. We we know due to the size of what Congressional District uh, 36 is, which is the lower end of East County, of uh, Harris County, all the way out to uh, the Louisiana border, it's vast and diverse. Um, we know that there are Democrats out there. They just haven't been engaged. And that's why we have people like Ron Blake and Michael Mark and uh, Miranda helping us out. Like it's it's difficult to cover such a huge geographical area in a short amount of time to beat a, a such a red location. But the thing is, is that the numbers display that Democrats came are coming out to vote. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is, is that the first week is usually Republican week of early vote. Second week is whenever over that weekend, uh, the churches begin to do their thing. Um, I believe the program is called Souls to the Polls. Souls to the Polls, yeah. Right. Uh, those programs start to engage and then it causes like a, I, for lack of a better term, like I want to say trickle down effect, but it's more of a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts getting engaged. They, they have to make a decision at this point because they are likely voters. It's not that they don't feel like they don't want to vote. It's just they are not pressured into voting at that point. If if you as a not a candidate, but as like a person aren't taking out like your friends to with you to go vote or at least engaging them in political debate, because right now the atmosphere is hot. Like for the terms of Republicans, they're sticking to a somewhat of a lie on crime. Right. But the but the thing is, is that when Democrats bite back, there aren't Democrats that are taking in the Republican message because we are de facto a red state. Right. That's just it. Right. So mm-hmm. by and large, if we want to win, we have to appeal to the middle. And that's what John Hare does. John Hare can appeal to the average entrepreneur because he's a nuclear engineer. Who can say that? Like, right. And the thing is, is that if there's an intense debate that goes on, John Hare will just apply the scientific method and just be like, I understand that we have our differences, but Mm -hmm. this is what the facts say. And I admire that about it. Like, it doesn't matter if you're red or blue. I think you have to respect the fact that he is being nonpartisan on his decisions. So that's the best message to take. I definitely believe that, uh, that Texas is more blue than we think um, is just message that we, we I, have to I have to agree with you. And I think if, uh, listening to my show, you know that I preach that a lot. Most people believe in the actual concepts that uh, Democrats are pushing out there. And if, if, if more people were to be able to just get the message and to be bluntly not fearful in, in, in putting that message out, I think a lot more people would come home. Michael, I, I, I see you there. Are you guys mostly 
around uh, scatter? I mean, you talk about how big the 36th district is. Are you guys uh, that I see on the screen here scattered throughout this district? And how do you communicate to make sure you're working on one platform or on, on you know, all walking in the same direction? Well, first of all, Egberto, thank you very much for having us on your show. Uh, it's it's an honor to be here. Um, to answer your question, we, we try to stay in communication uh, with the other party chairs uh, around the district. Uh, we try to stay in communication on Facebook and the uh, Internet and just let let them know that we support them in turn they support us and that helps us to grow stronger and get the message out to uh the democrats in our district uh and and we try to work together uh as as ron said we had a rally in cleveland uh, a few weeks back and uh, john hare was uh one of our featured speakers and we just wanted the community to get to know john hare and hear the democratic message and try to fire up the base, get people out to vote, and hopefully turn our county and our state blue. That's excellent. Now, how how are they? How do, how were you guys received in in Cleveland? Did you get a good turnout, and did you get a multi-party type turnout, or was it just uh, let's say a group of Democrats that came together? Well, Egberto, I think we we got a lot of good Democrats out. Uh, we got some other folks out who were maybe curious, wanted to see what we were all about. I think the reception was good. Uh, I think the reception has been good overall. Uh, as as was said, though, we are in a, in a very red county. Right. We're in a very red district. I think it goes 80, 20 Republican uh, every cycle. So we're trying to change that. And um, it, it's challenging because it's a very conservative red district, but uh, we're not going to give up and we're going to continue to fight and, and get the message out. You never should. I, I want to go to I, I'm going to go back to you, John, in a second. Uh, uh, I just want to, uh, in, in deference, ask Miranda if she has something that she wants to add to what was said before. Yes, actually, I have a few things that I wanted to say. I wanted to add to it. The rally, it was indeed uh, it was a good turnout. Um, it was put on by uh, the precinct chair of uh Precinct 20, which is Ms. Dolores Terry, and co-organized with uh, Minister Linda Clay, who's also on the Zoom call. Um, I, I, I would say that I don't necessarily believe that uh, Texas is all red. Mm-hmm. I personally believe in being that, you know, I'm, I'm one of the ones who actually go out and knock on doors. I believe that we have a lot of blue um, but I feel like they're not engaged and they haven't been engaged for a while. Um, this is, it's not my first rodeo. Um, I've, I've, I've been organizing in Cleveland with several different, uh, democratic people throughout the, throughout the city to, uh, ensure that we get, you know, our party out to vote and get them not only out to vote, but also get them informed. And in the past, it has been, difficult to get the resources that we need. But um, when Ms. Barry came to our rally, we were able to really start coming together and really unifying. And I think that was the important part. I think that was the, the, the fire that we needed under us. So we got out and of course we started knocking on doors. We started hosting other rallies. Of course, we spoke about um, Social Post, who was organized again by Minister Clay 
and Miss Dolores Terry. And of course, we had a lot of uh, people in the community that came out and supported us on that this past weekend. So I feel like this time, because you know we're more unified, we we're receiving the resources that we need. I feel like that we're gonna get this blue wave going. I mean, from the time you said organizer, you're an on the ground organizer, and you knock on doors, you had me right there because I mean that is what it's gonna take grassroots movement. So, uh, you know, for all of you guys that are doing grassroots movements, you guys are the real heroes. We can't. It's not gonna be top down anymore. It's gonna be right. on the ground that get things done. And you guys are my hero, John. You wanted to step in. I just wanted to make sure to be, uh, you know, get get everybody engaged. Sure. Um, you asked how we communicate. Well, we have uh, weekly Zoom meetings. Uh, we found that Zoom is very good. Uh, the county is maybe 200, 250 miles long. Wow. So, so uh, the district is that long. So uh, eight counties. So it's really hard to uh, communicate, but we do that with Zoom. And, and also there's a mass uh, texting that helps a whole lot. You asked about the reception we get. Well, in addition to the rally we had in uh, Cleveland, we had a parade and Liberty, the city of Liberty, which is the county seat. Yeah. And it was uh, 55, 60 units, uh, entries into the parade. I walked in the parade. Uh, we had a Congressional District 36 float. Um, and in general, I have been well received by everybody. Uh, you know, I, I shook hands, I handed out candy and said, vote for me, uh, John Hare. And people smiled and nodded and you know, as if they might actually consider voting for me. So uh, I've had a lot of fun uh, visiting these counties. Um, I think we uh, Democrats have got to um, uh, win the rural counties uh, in order to win the state. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I'm finding is that my opponent says he's running to represent East Texas values. But nobody looks at what he votes, how he votes. You know, he votes against health care. He votes against expanded infrastructure. He votes against jobs. Uh, he just votes a no on uh, so many projects that would drastically improve the district. Nobody looks at his votes. They just listen to the rhetoric. And to me, it's frustrating. Well, you know, John, uh, one of the things that I speak about uh, Democrats all the time is that we just don't know how to fight. In other words, uh, uh, let, let me just uh, take take a little bit of liberty here. I'm in. Uh, uh, Harris County, but I'm in Kingwood, which is a very red area in Harris County. And I and, and Charlie can tell you, we sit down and we speak to a lot of our uh, Republican neighbors in Starbucks, et cetera. And what's very interesting is before they know that you're a Democrat or whatever, it is always easy to have a conversation. And it's amazing how they are not really engaged with what with with the party per se, but they don't think that there's somebody else offering uh, a, a, a solution. And when you sit down mm -hmm. and speak to them one on one and you and they find out that, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. The only sticking point at the end of the conversation is, but I'm a Democrat. Right. If you got a D beside your name, uh, it's an automatic uh, close out. Well, it, it is. And that is the thing that we have to break. I mean, I'm, I can recall a conversation where I had with a, a, a woman and by the time we were done, she was she was loving health care for all. We didn't I didn't call it health care for all. We just went ahead and call it, you know, we just described what it did. 
And by the end of the conversation, she was all in. In fact, she's the one who described it at the end. And then uh, uh, when she was informed that, well, you know, this guy's a Democrat, it was like, but you're so nice. So, I mean, <laughs> you make a you make a product, your your stance at, that you made about the float in uh, Cleveland makes sense, right? Because people have to be aware of you first. They have to engage you. They have to feel that you're not some caricature. And after they realize you're not a caricature, then you can engage them, right? So, I mean, when I hear Miranda out there doing all this block walking and talking to people, that is how it starts. We've neglected, in my opinion, and you guys can correct me, please. I think we've neglected, as Democrats, the rural areas. Anybody can answer that one. I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I, I've said that this time and time again that it's going to be small town Texas that's going to win this election for us yes. because because Texas is so big. A lot of the towns are small within it, and collectively, that's kind of who decides. Um, who's going to run our state. And I feel like if we were more engaged with the, with just people in our community or on our block that are, are Democrats or Republicans, if we just engaged and talked about the issues and talked about what the right issue is or morally what's right for you, I think that we would see uh, a, a lot more of the community going out and voting Democrat because I mean, if you look at some of the history of, of just over the past few years, what we've experienced, I, I would say that anyone would agree that what we have now is not working. Uh, you're look, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, before Ronnie, before I get to you, um, uh, Miss Berry hadn't had anything to say. Would you like to add to the discussion, Miss Berry? I would. Good evening, everyone. Thank you. I am Sharon Berry. I am the Senate District Three Committee woman. Hello. And, and, you know, in my Senate district, we have 18 counties. But one thing I wanted to echo is it is a matter of messaging. Um, we really do not get the word out. Um, be prior, I was the county chair in Houston County for, you know, uh, four terms. And I promised them that we would move the needle if I had their support and I would do all the things that, basically wasn't getting done. And that was going to knock on every door. And I remember the current mayor who um, had a despicable reputation and she always put everything that went wrong in Houston County on this particular neighborhood. I knocked on every door in that neighborhood and I just wanted to see why weren't you involved? And it was a matter of communication and them not knowing what was going on. But I didn't just blame the other side. And then I asked them, do you have kids in, in the elementary school? Are you on the, you know, in the PTA? Are you a member of the PTA? Or do you go to commissioner's court? This is a two-way street and we have to engage. We have to be accountable. Um, right now, if for you all know, we have 254 counties. We have probably about 50 of those counties that do not have a county chair. Then of that, we have 28 of those counties that have African-American chairs. And of that African-American chair, 18 are in East Texas. So that is your leadership. So if you don't empower that particular group with your ministerial alliance, with your activists, um, as, and, and the same with Tejanos. 
the, the town of Democratic, if you don't empower that particular entity to be your legs, your eyes, your ears to those voters, you're missing out. You're missing out. And so, again, but then that comes back to we have to hold our county chairs, our precinct chairs accountable. And then if you look on the website, you see you don't have precinct chairs that are listed. And I find it hard to believe in a county, 20, 30, 40,000 people, you don't have anybody that think like you other than the county chair. No. Again, messaging. Again, attitude you know, apathy, um, just not engaging because a lot of, and this is my opinion, because I do, I've traveled. Um, I used to be the vice chair of the Texas coalition of black Democrats. So I made it a point. I, I had the Beto model. I was going to every County in Houston County. I was going to every church. I figure, you know, you might not like me, but you're not going to do too much to me on Sunday with the good Lord right there next to me. So, <laughs> that, was, that was my best bet to get them on a Sunday. They couldn't because every time I, I, I got the reputation, every time I showed up, it was never there sharing. That's the Democratic chair. So I just had to kind of just back up a little bit. But what I think I did and what I'm not going with what I'm most proud of is that I tried to put Houston County on the map. I tried to make us a voice, um, have an opinion, have a presence. And so we can do the same thing. I think one thing, uh, I'm, I'm one of the things I want for Senate District 3 is our motto is we're a winner. We are a winner and we have the numbers. We just have to get the message out and we have to engage people. I love that. I, I, I simply love that. Uh, Ronnie, you wanted to get back in. Why don't you tell me what you, uh, what you wanted to add to that? Well, the SD3 chair actually, like, she hit the nail on the head. That's what I was trying to say. Like, every point that she stated was absolutely correct, along with what Miranda said. She is right. Rural areas, in order to truly make the democratic machine work, rural areas have to be activated. But the thing is, is that that's already two points made really like you can record this whole thing and make it like a democratic playbook, because what I'm about to say is not a surprise. Everybody receives text messages. Everybody receives mail and all that stuff. But you have to understand in order to do all of that, what Miranda is asking for, what the SD3 chair is asking for, money needs to come in. That being said, so whenever a candidate asks for money or when your chair asks for money, they need that money to help your community. Just like a church, when they ask for the TIV, like that money is going to go to something for a greater good. And it's not like, oh, they're putting it in their pockets. No, it's being spent because otherwise we lose, right? I, I want to put it a little bit to put it, you know, quite exactly what you said. But I mean, I, I may want to get a bit deeper in in in, in regards to the party. Um, I find that the party generally is too centralized towards cities, big cities, et cetera. Right. And we've just about ceded rural areas to the Republican Party. In other words, uh, you know, I mean, there are all kinds of folks that live all over the rural areas that we pretty much disregard. There are no less, lesser or greater than those in the city. So I think 
one of the things with whatever happened in this election going forward, that as an independent broadcaster, I intend to, to push is that we do things on a grassroots level, uh, period. And I, uh, when, when Charlie told me about you guys and I heard from, um, from Ron, for me, this was the, I, I, I looked at what I heard as this is the prototype. The prototype doesn't go through HCDP or the prototype doesn't go through all the big, uh, the big particular great guys in Austin that run the party. Because I think uh, the way we judge people and is, uh, is by failure or success. And so far in Texas, I think we've, we've given a, we've shown a, a great ability to fail. And, uh, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I, I honor you guys for what you're doing. And, um, I, I hope that, uh, you're going to continue doing that. And please, whenever you need any kind of information told, I'll be more than happy to uh, put that out. I'll be more than happy to get you guys on our station that goes all the way through East Texas on, on air because I can tell you that um, it's inspirational listening to people from uh, District 36 and SD3 speaking the way you guys are actually speaking. So um, without further ado, if anybody wants to close us out, since Ron brought us together, I'm going to ask Ron to close us out. Thank you. I wish we had another 30 minutes, but uh, we don't. Uh, I wanted, I wanted more. Let me let, hold on a second. Could, could everybody could you mute your phone so that uh, we can hear Ron? Thank you. Dolores, can you please mute your phone? Thank you. I wanted more than anything to let the boots on the ground tell the story. I would suggest perhaps another episode very soon where we get the boots on the ground folks on to talk about what they did, because I'll be as truthful as I can be. Those of us at the top basically stepped back and got out of the way. That, let me tell you, these, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. These, these folks did it all. They did it all. We had ideas, we brought resources, and we paid a little bit of money not much. And the Cleveland crew, as I have named them, did it all. They deserve all the credit. And they are devoted to their cause that they are working on. And it's a cause of bringing people together for the good of democracy, for the good of the country, for the good of the Democratic Party. Thank you very much, Ron. And to close out, since we actually have a candidate that's running in uh, CD36, Let's ask him to go ahead and, and, and make his plea to the folk. Go ahead, John, here. Well, I'm a little bit disturbed by the lack of voting uh, in the first week of the election, um, particularly young folks. When I say young folks, I mean people are less than 50 years old. Uh, Democrats have an advantage of uh, four to one to seven to one uh, when they vote. Uh, when they don't vote, uh, we lose. So if you know of any young person or your your daughter, your grandchildren, nieces, nephews, whatever, uh, ask them to vote. Make sure they vote uh, between now and a week from today. Thank you so kindly, SD3CD36. It's been my honor to have you on Politics Done Right. We
spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.